You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Of Jesus coming to give us life now, here, today. So how then uh, do the ethics and values that we encounter in the Jesus story inspire us to shape our present world into a just, safe home for everyone? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 467. Our title this week is Fullness of Life for Everyone and our reading is from the Gospel of John, John 10, 1 through 10. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the sh- by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved, for they will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. So, uh, the language that we encounter in this week's reading uh, about shepherds and sheep and sheep pens and gates, it had a context within the Jewish scriptures. Let's look at two examples as a foundation for our discussion this week. In Ezekiel 34, 23 through 31, it says, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the land of savage beasts so that they may live in the wilderness and sleep in the forest in safety. I will make them and the places surrounding my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in seasons. There will be showers of blessings. The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. They will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rest Rescue them from the hands of those who enslave them. They will no longer be plundered by the nations, nor will wild animals devour them. They will live in safety, and no one will make them afraid. I will provide them a land renowned for its crops, and they will no longer be victims of famine in the land or bear the scorn of the nations. For they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the sovereign Lord. Lord, you are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture. I am your God, declares the sovereign Lord. 
So what jumps out to me first here in Ezekiel is the deeply political, concrete, material role that the shepherd plays as a conduit of of liberation and the means of governing and protecting the nation. The shepherd was not a private, individual, spiritual image in the Jewish tradition. It's become that way in the Christian tradition. But we find the same in Micah, in Micah 5, 2 through 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be a ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. They will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land and march through our fortresses. So how did the Jesus community come to to spiritualize this imagery of shepherd? Well, in the Gospel of John, whenever we bump into pejorative characterizations of the Pharisees, remember, we're witnessing the tensions and the disagreements between the, the proto-Gnostic Johannine community and the Pharisees who were their contemporaries. The, the Pharisees, they would later evolve into rabbinic Judaism. But many of the narrative elements and the themes in the Gospel of John, these themes evolved into early Gnostic Christianity. And just as Orthodox Christianity characterized Gnostic Christianity as heretical, rabbinic Judaism opposed Jewish Gnosticism. So in the Gospel of John, we're seeing an early form of of these tensions. And our reading this week is unique for the canonical Gospels. It, It symbolizes Jesus as a sheep gate through which legitimate shepherds would have led people to, to knowledge. He was the, the conduit, the channel through which um, knowledge was, people were uh, led to that knowledge. Or, again, in that proto-Gnostic language, gnosis, the, their word for knowledge. For, for the Johannine community, Jesus is the gate through which the Johannine followers of Jesus and not the Pharisees will lead people into this gnosis or this this knowledge that would in turn usher them into life. And 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 that's the theme of our reading this week. The Johannine community's unique version of Jesus is the measure that shepherds can be judged against. If one has the 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 best interest of the sheep in mind, they're they're a shepherd. If they only have their own gain as their chief motive, then then they're a thief. And thieves come only to steal, to to kill and destroy, while Jesus has come to to give life to the full. And as I've said before, I think this is an unfair and an inaccurate characterization of the Pharisees. It's just not true that the Pharisees were thieves, that they're only, they were only motivated by killing, thieving, and destroying. And again, I want to recommend to you Jesus the Pharisee, a new look at the Jewishness of Jesus by Harvey Falk for a, a nuanced discussion of, of Jesus's Jewish roots. The Pharisees' characterization in this week's reading 
again, remember, it's the product of the anti-Semitism that had become full-blown in Christianity by the time John was written. The gospel, this gospel specifically, the gospel of John, has inspired, because of this, much harm to our Jewish friends and neighbors within Christian history. And Christians today, we can and we must do better than what this gospel offers. What I love about this passage, where I agree with the Johannine community about Jesus, is that Jesus came as a gate or a path or a conduit. Uh, He came to show us the path of life, of of life abundant, not just surviving, but thriving. And I would also add, he didn't just come to show us the way to a full ethereal afterlife. He came to show us life in the here and now, especially for those uh, whom the present systems of our society, they push to the margins and the undersides of our community. So this Easter season, uh, I've been finding a lot of life in the works of Dolores Williams in this context. Jesus coming to give us life and life more abundant, it brings to mind one of my favorite passages from Williams in her book, Sisters in the Wilderness, The Challenge of, of Womanist God Talk. This is page 130 through 131. She writes, it seems more intelligent and more scriptural to understand that redemption had to do with God through Jesus, giving humankind new vision to see the resources for positive, abundant, relational life. Redemption had to do with God through the ministerial vision, giving humankind the ethical thought and practice upon which to build positive, productive quality of life. Hence, the kingdom of God theme in the ministerial vision of Jesus, it does not point to death. It is not something one has to die to reach. Rather, the kingdom of God is a metaphor of hope that God gives those attempting to right the relations between self and self, between self and others, between self and God, as prescribed in the Sermon on the Mount, the Golden Rule, and in the commandment to show love above all else. So this, to me, this is gospel. It's not about life after death. It's it's about that abundant life in the here and, and now. It's about shaping a, a reiteration of our, our present world. As Elizabeth Fiorenza writes in, in her book, In Memory of Her, A Feminist Theological Reconstruction of Christian Orient, Origins, and remember, this is Renewed Heart Ministries' recommended reading, recommended book for this month, for the month of April. But she writes, The Gospel of the Basileo, or the Kingdom, envisioned an alternative world free of hunger, poverty, and domination. That's on page 63. So the picture of Jesus that we usually get in the Gospels is of a Jesus coming to give us life now, here, today. So how then uh, do the ethics and values that we encounter in the Jesus story inspire us to shape our present world into a just, safe home for everyone? It's important to remember that, that this abundant living, it doesn't come 
at the cost of death for others. This is a, a kind of life. It isn't life uh, for some at the expense of some, it, or even one. It's the kind of life that, that isn't life for any of us unless it's life for all of us. So, heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how do the ethics and values that we encounter in the Jesus story, how do they inspire us to shape our present world into a just, safe home for everyone? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on on your chosen social media platforms for our daily post. We put something out there almost every day. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to like and subscribe there and on whatever platform, podcast uh, platform you're using. And if uh, this is an option, take some time this week. Consider leaving leaving us a a positive review there, and it helps others find our podcast on that platform as well. And I also want to share with you just the reminder that we're partnering with a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Pastor Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just as injustice, but that during our brief conversation that we'll say something that will inspire you to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, uh, check us out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. And then uh, when you when you get there, please like and subscribe, hit the notification button, and, and leave us a comment too. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now available at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.